0: Welcome back, everybody. This is episode twenty-seven of the "You Should Fact Check This" podcast with your hosts, Devin and Dylan. Um, yeah, we're trying a new recording process, so we'll see how it goes. If it's if it's terrible, we'll fix it. But for right now, this is we're trying a new. So it, hopefully, it'll be better. But we'll see.
1: What is. Well, we'll have to figure out says, um, wow, your local audio and video are being uploaded to Riverside.
0: Yeah, so it should be uploading everything locally on both sides of the stream, which is fantastic. But uh, yeah, let's just get into some stuff. Dylan is obviously out in California and he's dealing with some of the floods, right? It's, It's raining heavily where you are.
1: Yeah, it's it's raining. Over
0: a lot. to Dylan, where it's raining heavily. What is it like on the ground over in California, Dylan?
1: Hey Devin, uh, I'm. As you can see, I'm I'm outside. Um, they always throw me out in the the worst of you know the thick of it, so I'm not surprised I'm out here. But as you can see, high wind a ton of rain coming down and it doesn't look like it's stopping for a long time. We've seen a massive sinkhole and two cars go into it and one went on top of the other. So, um, <laughs> it's, and that's actually true. That was on the news. <laughs> like, and that,
0: the, that part of this is actually <laughs> true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the raid hour. Um, yeah. So California is getting absolutely pummeled. With rain right now, apparently it's 400 to 600 percent above average rainfall levels currently, which is just absurd. Um, And obviously, California has been in a drought forever. I mean, I don't know when California hasn't been in a drought.
1: Right. I mean, before I moved out here, I know like. Yeah. I'd been increasingly just becoming a desert again because right. California used to be a desert. Then it like was like, there's, there's a little more greenery and then now it's becoming a desert again, where I've heard it in podcasts. People talk about like in the next 10, 15 years, you know, it, it's going to look more like mm-hmm. Arizona. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. Who, who knows at this I, point? I mean, maybe. I have no
0: idea either. But one of the things that is for sure, I mean, they've gotten more than sixteen inches of rain. Um well, in I don't know how long. The I, you worst. Know, that that's that's what we do here. We we throw out brazen backs <laughs> without any backing. Um but I do know that California for a few years has been absolutely pummeled by just like that's Dylan, that's gonna be rough. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I, You're gonna I don't have know. to
0: ca- calm down on the typing.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry it's it's really it's okay. loud. Yeah, it's it's I quite was trying loud. To really, I was trying to really like go <laughs> quiet on there. Okay,
0: um, but California over the past few years has had like a ton of wildfires, right? And so wildfires plus a ridiculous amount of rain. Inevitably leads to mudslides Mud because all of that foliage that was there that was holding the ground in is now gone, right? Yeah. Um. So they're experiencing crazy mudslides and a lot of rain. 20, 23 people killed in Monticello, Mont, Montecito. I don't know how to read. So, Well, um, and
1: that's that's up in... I believe Montecito's in, it's north of LA. I, I don't think it's quite up where San Francisco is, but actually, no, no. Montecito, is that just right above LA? It's not that far. I think it's on the uh, coast.
0: I don't know. It says
1: where Ellen DeGeneres
0: it? lives there and Prince Harry and Meghan live there. So,
1: yeah, that's not I, that I mean, far away, knows? actually. That's, that's right above, it's still LA area, but it's like, sort of near Burbank, which is north of me. So, Right.
0: <laughs> but Dylan hasn't really experienced it because he hasn't left his room. Right? Yeah.
1: You're yeah, a hermit well, now.
0: That's correct, right?
1: <laughs> I have been for the last week.
0: <laughs> Dylan is editing furiously to try and keep up with just the speed at editing um,
1: to keep up with the amount which, of rain that's coming down yeah. every
0: uh, drop but of rain yeah, that hits that was, the ground
1: I type or I touch my keyboard you have
0: to, you have to touch your keyboard I make once an edit. at least well that was you know the rain hour which was pretty horrendous if I'm being honest I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about I know, rain I don't know hey. why we're talking about it other than the fact that you live there
1: Um, well, there is one, I mean, actually what happened, I read about it, uh, a sink, there was a sinkhole and, um, I think it was pretty far north from where I am. Um, but a sinkhole, like, you know, the ground basically like eroded underneath the asphalt and there's a massive sinkhole and their car had driven into it and then a a pickup truck had driven into it and landed on top of that car. So, you know, just that's, that's happening out here. So
0: <laughs> that's just nature, baby. I don't even know what to say about that. That's, that's survival of the fittest, Um, which is a terrible joke, but uh, <laughs> also, but yeah. So, you know, if, if you were interested in the little that we brought to the rain, then yeah. that's that's what you get. What were you going to say?
1: I mean, I was just going to say like you know, this is a ton of rain for California, but in I again like you're saying, the the most dangerous aspect is the mudslides, but it's like if you really think about how much rain other places get, people are like going crazy over it's just it, it's all coming in at once which i think that's why everyone's like freaked out but it's just you know they're are literally flood there's there's flooding yearly in like places like uh i don't around the south you know near the gulf and then like probably in florida
0: um, i mean california is california is supposed to be the perfect place right other than like wildfire fires occasionally it's supposed to be like seventies all year round and everyone loves living there and it's all this and all of the affluent people live in California. I mean, not so much anymore after COVID, but it was the place and it's still like people, it has that, it has that draw. So when it, it does, when things happen to California, it's definitely highlighted more than other places.
1: Yeah. And again, it's like, it, it's like the
0: white person, of countries. You know, like the white per- person neighborhood, it gets the police the quickest, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm too tired to we're just going to we just get canceled I'm gonna, immediately. Uh, yeah, but, I
0: don't know. No one even listens to this. No one will even hear that. In in maybe like 5 years someone will hear it? they'll like look back on it, trying to cancel me and they'll pull that up.
1: I mean, I'll be like, you wouldn't get canceled off of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't, you only get canceled off of, for one, it has to be legitimate shit where you actually hate people. I think nowadays. Um, Oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And two, like it, God damn, I'm making a joke. So just relax. Um, also no one cares about me, which is the best part. (laughs) uh yeah so that's that's rain in california and like no one really cares if we're being honest i mean people care but no one really cares everyone sees the headline is like whoa california's getting a lot of rain and then they just move on with their day
1: yeah i know it's just like it's when, just
0: like everything it's yeah. like everything i well, mean northern california is getting
1: the most or like they're having the most effect right yeah now. so i
0: and, yeah. and it's also it's also like, hey, probably needed to happen, right? Like, if you're in a drought for 20 years, at some point, it's just going to piss on you. Yeah, it's no, I mean, yeah,
1: literally. that's like being
0: in a that's like being in a relationship where one of the partners just suppresses everything. And then one day that partner just beats the shit out of the other one. Right?
1: Yes. I guess that's...
0: Because they've been holding stuff in for way too long. And then it just explodes.
1: Well, I think across the board, our <laughs> environment <I> being- <laughs> is doing that.
0: I think that we don't know jack shit about our environment. And I think the environment does what the hell it wants to do. I think that we've had some effect on our environment but I I think that a lot of this is just people trying to push a fucking narrative on either side um, and no one really knows what's happening
1: yeah we talked about this I mean we don't you know, know. I think sure. that it's just
0: yeah I mean th- there's for sure we've been adding more carbon to the environment as a, as a society because we're industrializing and we've been industrializing for like a hundred years now and we're trying to make a better world for everyone right and part of that is energy and infrastructure and all of that creates carbon but we also now are greener as a world than we've ever been and again, you're just going to have to do the research on this because I'm not, I've, I've, I've seen some of it and I could be wrong. That's the fucking fact is I could definitely be wrong on this, but I'm almost positive that as a country, we're greener than we've ever been as a world. We've, we're greener than we've ever been in terms of foliage. And that's due to the increase in carbon because plants fucking love carbon. They eat that shit up all day. Nom, 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 nom.
1: <laughs> I'm looking so, at
0: You know There's I think that Our The world is more adaptable than anyone Really Is willing To say I think that things ebb and flow and things change And it you know if mother nature doesn't Like it she'll punch back But you know With technology we're going to be able to adjust And create these different things A lot of this, um, a lot of this green policy and all that shit is, it's, I'm, I'm confident that it's just people trying to like push their side of the agenda, get what they want across. It's, it's just a different way of pulling people together and bringing people into your side of the battle, right? If you are the person who believes that the world needs help and you're trying to give them all these facts, first of all, I mean, doc, our scientists aren't that hard to pay off. Um, so getting a scientist to say that you know everything's falling apart, I don't think would be that difficult. Um, and then,
1: sorry, I my
0: I felt like I was in the mudslide.
1: <laughs> it's just my face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, It's all right. Uh, but yeah, whatever. I mean, people are just going to pick a side and people are going to have different narratives for different sides. No one knows really what the hell is going on. I think the world is going to be fine. You know, we're, we're adaptable. We, for one, we're super technologic. We're good at technology. We can create things when it comes down to the line. Um, and I really don't think we're being affected as much as people are trying to say that we are. It's just another narrative to bring people to one side or the other.
1: Yeah. And I know we talk, we talked about that. And I, I agreed in, with the fact that, uh, there is a lot that I personally don't know to, and, and a lot of people don't know about what's actually going on with the environment. But I will say though, that like we talked about before, talked about before, um, in my opinion, it just makes sense that we have changed our environment. Um, and is it more negative than positive? I don't know. But I know for a fact that we have changed our environment. Um, Jesus. Did you hear that?
0: God. No.
1: Okay. Um, anyway.
0: This is officially one of the worst podcasts we've, we've ever
1: done. It's okay. We're uh, I, let's let's okay. We're it's gonna fine. Be, I
0: mean, no one cares. We're gonna do a hundred of these, and then maybe we'll understand what we're doing. Who cares?
1: Yeah, and also like I um my brain is really not doing well right now because <laughs> I, I and maybe people should know I didn't sleep last night because I was editing. And so that's why I'm moving my computer all over. And
0: <laughs> it's just not functioning at full capacity, <laughs> at full clip. I'm about five fine.
1: years old. So, right now. But yeah,
0: that was, you know, we'll call that the climate hour because it was about 15 minutes, which constitutes an hour nowadays, I think. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean if you if you know anything about the climate then you don't know anything about the climate, I think. I think you just have there's too many opportunities for people to bring on faulty evidence and you know just pick aside by you know picking data points data points that fit their narrative um when overall and like climate like the change in climate is just change in climate. Right. So in terms of like us heating in some places, that's going to be fantastic. And in other places, it's going to suck like Arizona for one, if they keep getting warmer, it's going to suck because they're not going to be able to produce as much food. But if you go to another state where it's a cooler climate, it's going to be warmer longer. Right. And they're going to be able to produce more food. So, with all of this things are just going to like adapt and change and we're going to move things around based on the needs. But I don't think that climate change is for sure. Climate change is not going to be the end of humanity. Like for sure.
1: But we don't know that. Well, like, I, I mean,
0: as a person who has done very little investigation on this, for sure, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, I'm, I'm the least qualified person to say this, but for sure, nothing's going to happen to the planet, like, to us. Also, way more people die of cold than they do of heat. Way more. Way, way more. Like, orders of magnitude more.
1: Yeah, I I think like...
0: So if anything, you should want it to heat up maybe a little bit.
1: What's interesting is like, um, I guess I'll... Because the ocean has always been interesting with climate change. Just, or I guess the the temperature rising. Because we already talked about like the coral reefs have really um, started to die off a lot quicker in the last 20, 30 years than, um, than they've ever seen. But also you've heard of those massive, like pile up They're, they're, they're almost like where, um, currents meet and they create these like massive, uh, piles of trash in the middle of the ocean. They're like these massive, um, you've seen those, right?
0: Yeah, I think that yeah, I think that those are different issues.
1: But that is like what that stuff does is and it's not necessarily climate change like temperature, but it's like I'd say that's that's that could change our climate because that could change the amount of animals are in the ecosystem because they might a lot of them are just getting more and more are getting stuff caught, like plastic, especially bottle, um, whatever they're called, the little things that hold together bottles when you buy Gatorade or whatever. Those pieces of plastic get caught around animals' necks. and I mean, honestly, that is that is true. I've You could probably look, and I, I will be honest, I have not looked up if that has increased exponentially over the last 20, 30 years, but I could be pretty... Confident that, you know, the ecosystems have really changed from the amount of plastic pollution we have in our oceans now. And also, um, like plastic in general, I mean, think about it. We haven't had plastic for that long um, in everyday life. You know, plastic, people used to use like, I guess the industrial revolution really probably shot everything into after that, you know, we had more plastic things that were everyday use, but it's like plastic, since it's non biodegradable, you have to think like that, that's not being broken down in the environment. So it's it's sitting in the oceans, it's sitting, and, and being out here, it's disgusting on the beach. Some of the beaches, it is full of trash because not only are people leaving trash, but yeah. the ocean's bringing trash and leaving it on the shore. And that, I've never seen that in the last, like, but I could have just seen it on, like, I, I saw it one time recently where it was, like, literally full of trash. And I was like, what the heck happened? And it looked like the ocean, like, the tide had brought in, like, trash and so, instead yeah, of just it probably people brought... leaving it. You know? And it's like, that's yeah, that's crazy to think. Our oceans are definitely, the ecosystems are changing um and i think it has a lot to do with our consuming of especially and and mass wow. like getting That's rid of plastic the, you know part,
0: part the main problem in terms of ocean trash and like river trash is not the us's consumption or like the world's consumption it's more access to proper um disposal So most of the trash that it's in oceans and rivers is from third world countries that have zero, like have literally no trash system. They don't have a way of throwing away trash efficiently. So they just throw trash on the ground. And then when it rains, it takes that trash, puts it into the rivers. The rivers take it out to the ocean.
1: Well, I think they do. Um, And so there's. They do have systems, but they don't have. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. They ha-
0: They literally have zero systems.
1: Well, but no, there we, are places we, that
0: have no systems for trash. I, th-
1: I think w- we are in denial in the US. We we think we have a system, but in reality, we're putting them into landfills, which is not that much better because then we have crap leaking into our water tables below the earth, like literally in, in yeah, water. Yeah, Dylan,
0: that's a, that's a different issue. That's a different issue.
1: Right. No, but like I'm just saying like even that's, places That's that, not the same issue. No, I'm just saying like we're all we've all contributed to like this plastic pollution like dumping and I'm sure some of it goes to the ocean from us too. Like we we tend to think we have a good system for recycling, but in reality it's like I think no, we have I'm, a Darren, for one, I'm,
0: I'm not talking about recycling and I'm not talking about water tables. Right. I'm talking about the trash in the ocean. The vast majority of the trash in the ocean comes from third world countries that literally have zero access to proper disposal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They that, literally they don't sense.
0: have trash trucks that come through. They don't have trash cans. They just throw it on the side of the road. And they're then they aren't, fucking, aren't. it just washes its way into the river.
1: Yeah. This I is agree. like,
0: like there's a, there's a company that, um, I forgot what they're called, but they're the biggest trash captures on the planet for the oceans and rivers. And they've built these giant systems because like 95% of the trash or 90%, I don't know the exact stat, but is just on the top, like meter of the, of the water. Right. So they build these systems that catch all of this trash and funnel it, and then they're able to, to dispose of it properly. But um, they have done this research. They've gone around the world. They've looked at it. They target these third world countries and the rivers that those third world, all of that trash comes from, because that is the most efficient way of getting the trash out of the oceans because most of the trash in the ocean comes from these third world countries that have no access to trash systems and they just throw it on the side of the road. And they, from what I saw, they, they don't necessarily know how to fix it because their infrastructure doesn't exist. Right. These countries are often like trafficked by foot. There's no like road system for a lot of the housing. Um, And so they don't have a way of creating and the houses are all really close together. Um, They don't have a great system or a good way of fixing the trash problem in these countries, other than letting them continue doing it the way that they're doing it and then catching the trash before it enters the actual ocean.
1: Yeah. And I I think I have heard of this, this, And I guess back to my point before, I was trying to just circle back and say that we in the US I'm sure have, yes, we probably don't have as much of an a footprint from plastic in the ocean as other countries, but I think we still do have an, a footprint from um, just the amount of trash I've seen on our shores out here and on the shores in California, just like how much trash is there? I mean... It just goes to show that, you know, we have a lot of contribution here too.
0: A lot of that could really be from other countries.
1: Yeah, and that's that's true. It could be, and that's what I'm saying. And I'm sure
0: I'm. There's no doubt some of it is coming from the U.S. You know, like we're never going to be a hundred percent on throwing the trash away properly and it not making it to the ocean. Um, But it definitely, I mean, the fact that we just have a trash system in general, most of the U S throws their trash into trash receptacles. They have a truck that comes around and picks it up and takes it to a fucking dump where it's buried whether or not burying it is the best way of doing this is I I have no, I don't know how to argue for or against that. So I'm not going to say anything on that, but like the, the trash in the ocean is for sure a problem, but we have more efficient ways of getting it out by targeting those countries that are the biggest contributors to the ocean trash.
1: I wonder though, do you think, Because I was looking at, I'm just actually, this is literally, this is a tangent, but like, I'm just interested. Like, for instance, I'm looking at an article about in India today and Delhi's um, like history. Yeah, I think India is one of the
0: biggest ones.
1: Because it says they, um, in the early 1980s, Delhi had a challenge. They had trash. They didn't really have you know, a good way to dispose. And then a decade later, um, they have landfills, um, just like us though. But I, the big difference is that, so they, um, cause they do, they do have systems. It's just, the thing is, is like, it's not obviously at this, that the level that we have. But again, I, I think we're in denial because, well, We don't have part of it. Part of it is. What do you mean?
0: I mean, in terms of the stuff that we get, right, and getting it out of um, for the most part, the U.S. is relatively clean, right, compared to a lot of other countries.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Um, we're not. I'm just saying, like, we don't have because, like, we used to we used to send all our recyclables to China and that does not happen nearly as much, if at all, anymore. So, the thing is, is like I think a lot more goes to land. We used to send they, what to
0: China. Our trash,
1: our recyclables. We used to
0: send our trash to China.
1: No recyclables. recyclables. So, because I learned this from a project I worked on, and uh, look,
0: hey, listen to this, really quick. So, eighty percent of the river plastic stems from a thousand rivers. Only a 1,000 rivers, 80% of river plastics.
1: Where? And are eventually
0: those river plastics, that's what I was just trying to find. But they've created these intercept things that just sit at, like, key points in the rivers and receive all of that trash.
1: In the U.S.? Or, no, um, these are anywhere. mainly
0: not in the U.S. Oh. Yeah, they're doing it all over the world, but they're mainly not in the U.S.
1: I wonder if that's in like Europe or if it's in more third world countries.
0: It's mainly third world countries. Let me let me see if I can figure out more on the what what were you saying?
1: Oh, I was just saying that. Um, yeah, and I don't know the status today. I assume it's probably similar, but like I learned that. Um, Cause I did, I did a short documentary about recycling and uh, we learned that China, I think in the 2010s and maybe a little earlier, like used to, the incentive to recycle for the U S was much higher because we would sell our recyclables to China because then they would use those to, to produce goods for their country. And. But right. then China stopped doing that as much, so then the incentive to recycle went down because these recyclable co- recycling companies weren't making any money. So then, right. the less recycling companies there are, the less incentive it is to. It's like, where is that going to go now? It's just going to go straight into a landfill. So like, I don't know what the what the status so, is now, but I so so assume here. It's let, not me that much let me show you.
0: Let me show you a map.
1: That I'm just saying that Look. like my point is we don't have the best system here yes it's probably better than some others but i wouldn't be surprised if some other like even like third world countries are like on the verge of figuring something out that's better because they're almost like pressured they have to but it's just hard in places like that because they don't have i don't think they have to and stuff they
0: also don't have to. So there's like, there's a common underst- Like there's this idea for people that are becoming wealthy. People that are poor are, are more okay with being poor than wealthy people are okay with the idea of being poor. Right. And that's why a lot of like wealthy people are penny pinchers because they're afraid of being poor. Right. Where you can see poor people that go out and spend money on cars and all this stuff. Right. There's a lot of wealthy, there's that adage where like a, a rich guy is always really stingy. Right. Right. It's because that guy's afraid of being poor. I think that that can be similar when it comes to something like this. These people live in it. They're used to it. Right. If that were to start happening in the U S we would freak the fuck out and be like, we got to fix this, but they live in this every day. They're, they're used to it. Right. So they're not in a, a fucking huge time crunch to fix this. They're just used to it. This is their every day.
1: Well, they could be, though, because, like, uh, you know, because, like, think about, like, uh, I've seen, like, there are, like, videos and stuff about, like, I saw, there's a a documentary I saw about, I guess this is a little different, but, for instance, in India, like, India as a country wants to, they want to advance, they want to be more, um, Advanced oh, India, for sure, yeah. And like, but it's like they're considered a third-world country that they're not just sitting in, like, you know, filth and, like, waiting. They're, they're like, trying, but they're still – they're just, like – you know, third-world countries are just going through what the U.S. and other, Europe, you know, first-world countries went through decades ago. It's not that they're not moving. It's just they're moving slower, but they are trying – I bet – they are. They also. It. They don't
0: Things have. A, you know. They also don't have anywhere near the, the setup that we have. Yeah. Right? The the ingenuity, the ability for corporations to take advantage of those opportunities is not set up in most countries the way that it is set up in the U.S. And that is that is the U.S. is superpower. Right. So here, look at this really quick. So a thousand of the rivers contribute 80% of all the trash in the river trash. Right. Here's a, here, this actually shows. Let me, one second. This actually shows the rivers. Right. So the red are the thousand rivers. And then in the blue, there's 30,000 rivers that contribute to the, the next 20% of river trash. Okay. So here in Africa got a lot right on the coasts, right? India is just a wildfire of rivers that are contributing to the trash problem, right? All through China, Malaysia, the Philippines, Like the Philippines looks like, look at that. The Philippines is on fire. And then you come over to the U S we literally have one river in the U S that is contributing a lot of the trash. And it's over here in Pennsylvania, it looks like. So right here, this is one of the thousand rivers and that is within the U S Right. It looks like we have a couple of the 30,000 rivers that contribute the next 20%. Like I said, I don't think that we're perfect, but I do think that we're far better than other countries.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I Mexico. That's that's exactly what I South America. I assumed that I just think like, but my point was that U.S. like we tend to act like we have everything like very. Solid, but I know for a fact that our, for instance, like what I talked about, our recycling, there is an issue with that. That yes, we are. It's I, you can make that argument about a lot of things with with us. Is that we are better off than other countries, but there, I I still think that we could improve. Not only are we better off, are, we
0: are the best off.
1: Well, yeah, but like I'm just saying, like my, all my point was that I I that's common sense. I knew that, yes, we probably had, um, a lot of contribution, but not as much as other parts of the world because we, we have innovated technology and and ways to prevent just chaotic, like, you know, mass buildup. But it just, it's always interesting to be like, Oh, how could we improve? And I think we could improve on you know, teaching people what to recycle. <coughs> and- yeah,
0: but Dylan, that's that's not that's not that's not helping the problem, right? Like if you if you really want to address these problems, you have to go to third world countries, you have to teach them, and you have to help them input the infrastructure needed to make this something that we can actually accomplish right yeah i yeah. think right now the for sure the best way of doing this is the way that the this um what is it this river cleanup is doing it you know like because that infrastructure what is it, what is that for river that's what i'm clean? trying to find really quick it it's i'm pretty sure it's yeah it's just called the ocean cleanup um, and it's it's really cool They here.
1: I think I've seen this. I, mm-hmm. I swear I'm I've sure, heard yeah. of this. I'm yeah, sure but- you have. So they... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up on my phone too.
0: They take the trash out of rivers, right? This is one of the ways that they do it. And then they also clean up the ocean within the ocean. So they have these giant U-shaped barges or barges. They have these barges that carry this giant U-shaped net, essentially, that just sits on top of the ocean and grabs all the plastic and crap.
1: Yeah, I think there are, like, several, like, ocean cleanup nonprofits, I'm sure. But this is, I think I've seen this one before. I wanted to look up what the, let me see, ocean trash yeah the great pacific garbage patch um mm-hmm. and it's how big is this thing it's dude i'm literally looking at a national geographic article that says grades four through 12 <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it says so look this is here biology. dylan dylan you call this it? is a this is a it shows the great Pacific garbage patch right here. And they're talking about what they expect to do um, with their cleanup project, right? 20 million
1: square kilometers. Yeah.
0: So this is kilograms per kilometer squared, (coughs) right? So on the left is without the cleanup by 2030. um, And then on the right is with cleanup by 2030 with their program. So wow. it, it looks like it would do a um, st- and this looks like is that Hawaii? That is Hawaii, huh?
1: So no, I don't really Cal- know where this Baja, is. California. That's that's the coast of down like, here me- Mexico, over here, right? Yeah, isn't
0: it? Right. And then this is this that's is Hawaii, Pacific. right?
1: Oh. Yeah. So no, because isn't Hawaii much north or further north? What would that be? I don't know. All right, whatever, it's some island. <laughs> could yeah. be. Catalina I mean, that island looks like Hawaii.
0: What? Else? Like,
1: doesn't Hawaii have this little? right? Oh, you're right. Maybe. Yeah. I it's so hard but, to see, but yeah, that could be Hawaii. I
0: think the main thing with with the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is that all of the currents kind of. Just state right into this area.
1: I know it. Does it say how big it is on so, this? But see, isn't that crazy? We have so, like, we have so much plastic in the ocean that we never had before. But it comes with, I mean, it's just, it is what it's it is. It's part of a,
0: a, a growing society. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is growing pains, and we have to adjust and create systems like this, like the Ocean Cleanup Project, that is able to figure this out in an economic manner that they can, you know, make money off of figuring this out in some way.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it too, it's like, look at what we were putting into the ocean in the early 20th century. You know, we probably had oil and like, I mean, maybe. If you look at, like, it'd be interesting to look at the study of, like, how much... We probably have more oil rigs in the ocean nowadays, but in terms of, like, if you're just looking at oil, it's, like, in, like, kind of what we released into the ocean, we probably, like, we probably had less, obviously, like, oil that was... had the potential to be released in the ocean, but in terms of the relativity to how much... Like relative to how much there were back then, I'm sure that the rate was higher, at which like there were more like oil spills and like, or or, like, yeah. or just crap yeah. going into the ocean that we had no regulation on and stuff. So it's like,
0: well, one of the great things about that is oil companies have zero incentive to spill oil, right? Because that is their money. They make money off the oil. Right. So if they're spilling oil, they're losing money. So with this, their whole like they're super incentivized to make it as clean as possible because then they make the most money.
1: Right, and that's why I mean. So so over time,
0: our technology has gotten better. Which movie?
1: Uh, with Mark Wahlberg, where he's on the oil rig and it explodes. It's the true story.
0: Oh, the the BP oil spill.
1: Yeah. Or whatever it was. I. The big one, if, if that's the one that it's—I don't know if it's about yeah. That it one was or BP. Now, it
0: was off the. It was off the coast of Mexico. I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, wasn't it in the Gulf? Um, no, it's in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> or yeah, I was thinking of yeah the. Um, but yeah, in the Gulf of Mexico, the. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, it's uh, my point was that yeah, we have we have way better practice nowadays. But it's interesting to think though, it's like, there are just much more people, there are more people, for instance, digging for oil, there's more access. So there's inevitably, inevitably going to be more accidental spills and accidental like, but <clears throat> with more regulation, it's like, we're at least understanding what that can do as opposed to before where they would just something would go in the ocean or we, you know, we release something into the environment that right. was toxic. And it's like, well, we don't know what that does, but so, you know, there's yeah. no I mean, There's a
0: lot, there's a lot to be said about plastics. Like, like you talked about with the plastics getting into our water tables and stuff like that. You know, there's a, there's talk about the plastics actually decreasing the size of our, and this is going to get weird taints which it which is a a key what? distinguisher between males and females What? yeah i'm pretty sure i know there's something to do with taints and something to do with plastics i may be i may be getting them tied up you know <laughs> but um i thought it they be may the be other two way separate around. things it's like,
1: like like the plastic would just it would like build and you know and it would like make more space. <laughs> it would get down there. No, no, no. Biologically, first.
0: <laughs> um, but it is. I'm. Um, um, I also believe that it's creating a problem for men specifically. I'm sure there's problems for women specifically as well, but. Um,
1: well, didn't they find the small in of plastic? testosterone? They found small pieces of plastic yeah. in babies' stomachs. Right? That were born.
0: Yeah, in ev- it's in everybody's. Now. Or in
1: everybody. But you know? it's like, you know, plastic yeah. really
0: has... But in babies, like, that's... Babies, babies are the one where you're like, no, they should be, like, pure.
1: I know. Right? We have plastic... Like
0: babies should be pure
1: as hell. But we don't know. Back then, the exposure to lead and other elements, like, they never tested for... I mean, look at all the stuff that we get recalled, like tinsel for Christmas used to ma- be made out of, like, glass. that was like you could breathe that into your lungs. So they recalled that. <laughs> Toys used to have lead in them. So it's like yeah. we used to have crap in our bodies, but it's like nowadays we can really hone in on, like, oh, my God. The plastic is like. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, we just have more ability to understand. but It's like back then because that is one thing we and I am I do it too but we tend to it's so easy to oh my god this is happening today it's never happened before blah 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 and it's like look if you look at history we were luckily born into a really good time and now we're seeing what life can be like historically look at what crap people used to go through where it was like they would have, well, we, yeah, <clears throat> freaking like they they would have volcanoes erupting. I mean, I'm talking, you know, centuries ago. But it's like, <laughs> but they had, you know, we we did talk about our environment like going haywire right now. But which I again, I do think that there is we have had a big effect. Just talking about plastics, I guarantee that it has had a negative effect on a lot of ecosystems. But just looking at like going back to what you were saying, it's like um, you know, this stuff is bad, but again, the earth is going to change and it always has changed with humans doing whatever, you know, yes, we have made a big impact in the last 20, 30 years, but I think you're right in that we don't understand our environment well enough to be like, oh, climate change is happening just because of us, like consuming too much. I think it's a factor, but I think Just like looking at historically, people have gone through environmental shifts. Probably, again, like a freaking volcano. We have not had to go through like massive, you know, a lot of volcanoes are luckily dormant right now. Not all of them. There have been eruptions, but it's
0: like. We live in the best time ever. Ever. Basically, like, yeah, no that's, question.
1: And that's why it's so easy that to complain. We are
0: living in the best times ever. Yeah, we, you have so much time now to just think about shit. And when you think about shit, you think about all the things that are wrong.
1: I mean, I think we when, were in the best really, time. I like, don't know if we are now, but we were. In the 2010s, you know, we were.
0: How are we not in the best time now?
1: Uh, I still think with a pandemic, like, we're not in the best time. Because that has, that like, affected... You, you have to admit that that affected I mean, the everyone on like a crazy level, you know. Pandemic's it, the,
0: crazy, yeah. Not, not just it the also, virus, but, but like it the aftereffects.
1: You know, like economically, like mentally, yeah, like. Our, but it also, our,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the kids, kids are fucked, you know. That's why I think um, the,
1: the pandemic it, was it like is massive for us. Right.
0: It has also highlighted some key reasons that. You know, globalization for globalization's sake is not ideal. Right. Especially like the, the U.S. is fantastic. You know, we've it's an it's an it's an amazing thing that we've tried to do. Like we've we've grown, we've innovated, we've done amazing things. And not only have we done that, but we've also tried to bring other countries along with us. You know, however much you can say that we fight other countries, we for sure do. We're not doing everything right, but we've also tried to, like, bring other countries along with us, and we've invested in other countries so that, for one, we can make cheaper stuff for us. Mm. You know, it's a win-win situation in a lot of cases. I'm not saying that we're doing it altruistically, but we have globalized to a scale that is dangerous, right?
1: Yeah, The U.S. is a net exporter of food. Well, the Germany example, you know, relying on Russia for oil. And I know, you know, yeah, I mean, it's insane, like
0: a- but it's actually worked out for us. Right. Because we're the net where we are a net food producer and we're a net energy producer. Right. So we sell a lot of our energy and a lot of our food to other countries. So now we're going to start selling a lot of our energy to Germany. So it's going to be great for us. But. A lot of other countries like China, China is, is just not a great country. Really? They, they are the largest importer of food and energy. So if they get, if there's any sort of disruption for them, they are severely screwed. And I just listened to this podcast today. This guy, Peter, let me look it up really quick. I, I I I would advise everybody to go listen to this. I don't like. I'm obviously not qualified, but this guy is for one extremely intelligent. Um, and two, he. Oh, fuck. His name is Peter. Uh, Zion. Z-A-I-H-A-N. And he was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. And he talked a lot about, he just had a book that came out. It's like the end of the world. um, And it's like kind of in quotations as we know it. Because he has a very different stance on anybody I've ever heard. So his stance is that China is going away within the next 10 years, no matter what. They're fucked. They're completely screwed. Right. And there's a ton of reasons that he talks about. But one of the main reasons is that China for a long time had a one one child policy. Right. And this shot China in the foot more than anyone could have ever understood. Because now their population is aging like crazy and they don't have a a population of young kids that is going to be able to keep up with the age of that population.
1: Isn't it like So that as other the population ages, too? like Italy's like that too right now. Yeah. Think, there's right? a lot. Of,
0: yes. But Italy, Italy has done that gradually over a long period of time, oh. right? They've been in decline for a long period of time. China, because they did this one child policy, like just ramped it up like crazy. Yeah. So China has like, whatever, like 1.2 billion people or something like that. Um, And the majority of them are getting towards that age of like retirement and getting old. Mm. All of those people are going to be, have to be taken care of and they're going to have to consume most of the consumables that are imported into the country without a big body of people that can generate money for the country. Mm. So China, like obviously I don't know any of this. I just listened to the podcast. It's like two and a half hours long or two hours long. Um, but I'm going to listen to it again Because it was so interesting And I've never heard this point of view Like myself, I was worried That the US was on the decline And China was on the incline Because if you listen to Or read Ray Dalio's book About the changing of empires um, It's a it's a common thread Where These powers are in Power for so long And then they start to decline And a new power comes and takes Usurps it, Right Um, But with his view, this is not even close to what's going to happen. For one, the U.S., we have fantastic geography, like really great geography because we have good soil and people make arguments that we only have 60 cycles left or whatever. I think we'll innovate past that. And he does as well. Um, But we are a net exporter of food and we are a net exporter of energy. So if the world goes to shit, we can keep all of our food and energy.
1: What, I just had a question. This is random, but what, what, did, what's the 60 cycle? I don't know anything about that. Like, what were you referring to? So
0: there are people that say that our soil is being depleted of the nutrients that it needs to actually create food, right. To create, to grow plants because it's been used so many times. So there's people estimating that there are 60 cycles left um, hmm. of, you know, cropped crop production. Um, but you know, 60 cycles, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that a cycle is a year. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one every two years, either way, uh, like one twice a year or whatever, 30 to 60 years probably right. Of more food production in that period of time. I'm sure that we will innovate past it. Well, I mean, it's not good, but I'm sure that we'll innovate past it. Well, yeah,
1: like I don't, I'm, um, it doesn't even sound like that's, I mean, that's such a hard thing to that. I'd have to, we'd both have to do research on like, what, uh, what does all that even mean? You know? Well, yeah. The and cycle. the fucking
0: wonderful thing about, wonderful thing about our podcast is we don't have to do that. You know, yeah. we can, we can per- just, we can pretend like we know shit and we can just bring stuff up that we think is interesting and talk about it. Like, that's yeah. what we're doing here. We're just talking about stuff that we find interesting. Yeah. Um, and if pe- people find it interesting as well, they can follow along.
1: Yeah. And guys, remember we, don't um fact check or don't fact check so
0: um Brad- <laughs> i mean we we'll do a little research we'll we'll look stuff up and if we're wrong we'll fucking for sure say that we were wrong um but yeah i
1: you mean know, we're, we're not we're not, we're not we're researchers spewing- we're not
0: phd's we might spew some shit yeah. Right, I might say something that's a little outlandish every once in a while. We
1: might spit some bars it, that people really are like,
0: mm. <laughs> mm. that's a stinky bar." Um,
1: it's a stinky goat yeah, cheese bar. I, I
0: mean, we're just having fun, t- trying to teach ourselves more about the world.
1: Yeah, and people should that's, do this. I think th- more like our we talked about this too, but like, I I'm terrible. doing it that's why this is good um of just you know having the confidence and and energy and like desire to voice my opinion in a a lot of things especially now again it's like it's it's ironic because you there's so much access to have your opinion heard but the more and more it gets smaller and small or the more and more likely you are to not do it because of the pressure and like the freaking instant judge judgment that you can get received, which is just, I guess it's, it's a different judgment than person to person. We talked about that too, but it's just so freaking ironic, isn't it? That we have so much access yeah, I mean- to do this and, but it's like no one even wants to say anything anymore, you know? Which is sad.
0: Well, yeah, What we, what we should really be doing is encouraging more long form dialogue, people actually having real conversations, um, and not getting butt hurt when, you know, I get loud and I get, which, you know, I need to work on because I, and I've worked on it like a ton. I really am trying to listen to people's point of view so that I can understand it better for myself yeah. because there's a lot of learning involved in that. Um, and I'm, con- I need to continue doing that. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect at it. Um, but I do get defensive when I, I believe one thing and someone else believes another thing. I can be defensive on my point of view, but I want to get better at it. And I think that, you know, the the idea of just never listening to someone's point of view is just going to lead you down a path of insanity. You know, if you're only talking and listening to people that you trust and uh, are people that you
1: agree with then you're
0: never gonna yeah you're never really gonna you're not gonna learn new stuff right Your, your mind is never gonna change and i think changing your mind is a good thing
1: no i mean like that's why you can equate that to going through challenges it's like i i'd say it's similar to um you know going to going through challenges in life where you in like hardships where you could avoid them. I mean, you can't avoid everything, but you could avoid an opinion of someone or, or learning something new. And then you end up just, there's no growth. And in, in an ultimate, like I was talking to uh, one of my friends out here that I've worked with a couple of times and he is super into like reading about philosophy and like, He's a super avid reader. I'm not. I'm not super well-read, but he was talking about, like, this concept of, you know, look, like, there's, like, a study where people were asked um, in their lifetime, like, when were you – well, they they did a study where mothers would – I guess they had a clicker or something or some type of charting thing where while they were raising kids when they were young, they were – they would click this button or something that would basically um, indicate that they were not happy at that moment. Like they were at their most unhappy state, but then they, they did a reassessment after their kids had grown and grown up and they said the most meaning or the the happiest time in their life was with their kids. And it's funny because in the time they were not also
0: the times that they clicked the most.
1: Yeah. That they were like, I hate this, but It's because humans desire meaning more than they desire because meaning comes from raising the kid and not short term, like, you know, like happiness, which is like comfort. And so meaning comes from growth, which in turn is hardships and stuff. You know, it's like, that's, that's meaning, you know, and I think that's where forming a new opinion and not being afraid to do that can in some ways be like, it's similar, you know, it's like, it's a, it's gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's an interesting idea. Like I think that what is the, pro- one of the main problems today is people are misinterpreting what meaning really is, yeah. you know, like meaning for some people means like, I'm a political party. I'm on a political side. And that's what I believe is the best no matter what. And that's my meaning is to, to defend the party, you know? Um, And I think that that for one is short sighted. And for two, um, it's a little ignorant because to think that the political parties are not corrupt in any way is insane. I think. Yeah. Um like no matter what side I pick, I know I'm picking some some level of corruption.
1: Yeah, and you're you're picking right? something and, to have more meaning that's created by other humans that are imperfect and are gonna have Yes, out you know, like you can't create meaning outside of yourself, too. Yeah, you can't create meaning from something that's built by other like you have to find meaning within you and like, what is meaning for you? And also I'll, I'll, the other thing that was super interesting that he also said, uh, is he talked about, um, Oh shoot. What, what the heck was I going to say? He's, he talked about, um, ah, it was good too. He's, he's, <laughs> he's so smart. Like every time I talk to him, I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Oh, his name is Steve. Who is this? He, he works, um, he's a color oh, one of your friends. Yeah. He's, he's older than I am. He's, it, he's older than we are. He's like 31, but he's a colorist.
0: He's a color colorist,
1: but dude, just, he's like Austin or they're just like, so well read, but yeah. anyway, I'll come, hopefully I remember it, but, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think the finding, trying to find meaning in, in a political party or in, in, something outside of yourself um, can be difficult. I mean, a lot of people find real like deep meaning in the work that they do, like the business that they run the work for and stuff like that. Like that's one of the reasons that SpaceX and Tesla are like the number one places for engineer graduates to go, right? It's Tesla and it's SpaceX. They switch first and second spot almost every time because both of those businesses have, meaning behind them, right? SpaceX's mean like goal and mission is to get people to Mars. Right? Make life multiplanetary. Space or uh, Tesla's mission is to create the number the best EVs so that we can transition our world from fossil fuels to a more um what do you call it? The regenerative, whatever. Energy that is not It's created. It's not just pulled out of the ground, right? We're taking energy from sustainable energy. Yeah. Um, So those, those two businesses have a very clear and, you know, impactful meaning for a lot of people. And that's why it's so fun for those people to work there and, their innovation is on like another level. Like if you really want to be good at what you do in terms of engineering, those are the places to go because you get to work on difficult fucking problems and you get to try new things constantly.
1: Yeah. I just, I just remembered, and this is going to go off of that a little bit. Take a tangent. It's, it's like a mix, but I remember what he said and it's, it's actually not like, Anyone could think about this, but like, if you think back to, you know, when people had less, you know, and like, uh, for instance, like, um, if you look at poor people in the early 20th century whatever in the U S it's like people were working in factories and you know, what was their meaning, but really people who had less found more meaning which is just like you, you see it in movies and stuff. It's like the people who've really like are the liked characters are the ones who go through hardship and change for the good. But it's true. It's like there are a lot of people back in um, earlier times that their meaning was like was sticking together. Like literally all the, all their life was was like sticking together uh-huh. through like literally like a war or sticking together. Like they had meaning within or just circumstances that are just like so different, you know?
0: Yeah. Or just as simple as providing for your family. Yeah. Right. Like you can have such deep meaning knowing that you were able to like provide for your family, raise, raise your family, keep them fed and clothed and all of that stuff. Like that is, and that's probably another reason why it's difficult to find meaning nowadays is because things have gotten so easy, yeah. you know, yeah. that meaning is a lot more, like, it's a lot more ambiguous today. Back in the day, meaning was like, hey, I fucking put food on the plate, you know? And, and you know, obviously for a, a lot of men and then women as well are, try, are working. They're definitely doing that now. And back in the day, it was like, I'm raising my family, you know,
1: yeah.
0: um, I, I bared these children and I'm raising them from, you know, infancy. Uh, that is, that was a lot of meaning. And now people have so much time and so much, like there's just excess of everything that meaning is a lot more ambiguous and difficult to come by.
1: But I think <clears throat> it's not a bad thing. Because we're going from one extreme almost to another of like, I guess it wouldn't be like an extreme, but I think nowadays, since there is so much that we can find in like what is meaning, you know, everyone has so much time to think. I think it's like you go from one extreme to the other to find that middle ground, which is always the goal is to find that balance, you know, like where is the... Oh, yeah. Equilibrium, I guess, you know, and it's like, it makes me think of this, uh, this one example um, that I saw recently of, you know, everyone's talking about like, everyone's quitting their jobs, you know, or that that was a huge thing, I guess, during the lockdown, Um, or like
0: still is, yeah, but it's like, people are not not coming back to work, the great resignation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And there's two sides to that story, though. Because at first, I was like, Because, you know, my dad, I I hear my dad's side of the story a lot um, because he's a business owner and, you know, he has to deal with it's terrible. Like people are literally there are a lot of people that are just lazy, like they're just like, oh. But the, the flip side to that is that sometimes just like we're talking about change, a societal change comes from things sort of going to extremes or like pushing the boundary. And I feel like it's actually not the worst thing that people are testing this right now because I think it's a good time for it, but there are actual, I wouldn't say, I think there are toxic work environments, but I think there are like inefficient work systems that we need to break through, um, that we could be more productive, more, we could have better well-being you know and that's just like just look at like the industrial revolution and like the progression of you know people used to work in factories and be a cog in the machine and then they realized whoa wait i have more meaning and then it's like this slow progression and it's like that was for the good because now we have technology that we would never have had if we never broke through that like oh we could we could do more in the workplace and i think people quitting their jobs is almost like testing this it's like we may need to change something because change is necessary you know we may have stayed stagnant if people just were like everyone's like well everyone just thank god we all work so hard in the u.s and we're and maybe it's not the worst thing that people are like quote unquote lazy it's it could be like a guinea pig thing or it's like in the end it solves some issues that could have come down the line it's
0: It's possible that it could be solving issues. I think most of those innovations, like if you're talking about industrial revolution, like people working in factories, most of that change and adjustment comes from technical innovation um, and cost savings. Like labor is the highest cost in pretty much every business.
1: Well, and also, Um, you know, but I think the biggest thing that change comes from comes from is a revolution a revolt. It's, it's when a group of people are so fed up that change is necessary so that as a group, people can move forward or else there's like, it's like part of a machine has broken down. One half of it is broken down and it, it's like the other side can't move. It's like the bourgeoisie proletariat situation. It's like, you know, the proletariats are up, upro- you know, revolted. It's just like the French re- Revolution. It's like, these things change because one group is oppressed and the other group has the means of production. And in this case, it's very different, but it's like, if it gets to that point where, you know, our working model is whatever people aren't going to work in it, then I'm, again, there's two sides to this story and I'm not, I'm like, you know, I'm not like strongly, I'm still researching, but I just think it's so interesting. It's like we're in times right now where it's like we could see a new work model. You know, we could see people being like, no, you know what?
0: Oh, yeah, we already are.
1: You know, it's like we're all working from home and stuff. It's like in 10 years, we're going to be like, "Whoa, people worked like that? Or people went to work Monday through Friday and they had to go into the office. It's like people might be working, uh, you know, the typical work week could look like it could shift two days or something where it's like a weekend isn't even a weekend anymore Uh, or something, you know, it's weird.
0: I think that um, I don't think that the work from home thing will be around very long for, for innovative businesses.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it works works for
0: a lot of industries. (laughs) It works for, it it works for, it works for some industries for sure. Right. Like editing. I think you could, say is really a good industry to use where people work from home, but industries like, you know, healthcare, um, like medical, like just innovative industries that need to be collaborating with people constantly. Oh, yeah, I think that it's, it's really difficult to get that collaboration over something like this. Like for me, I would much rather us be doing this podcast one-on-one.
1: Right. Oh yeah, In the same I'm room. I'm so um, I do not like the yeah, concept of working from home long term. I'm just saying like with yeah. with the potential of new agree. you know new like viruses that cuz we like, are going to well, have we another talked r- about last time pandemic at some point.
0: Well, we talked about last time with the metaverse. I mean, you could whatever, who cares? We're going to have a pandemic. We're going to have yeah, well, Maybe, no, but, but you can't be like we're just going to have
1: No, 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 I'm just saying no, I'm saying not that oh we should be scared and locked down i'm saying the i'm saying my point is is that i think working from home is going to be around longer than we think because of that you know cuz like that's just ine- inevitable we're going to have we're going to have another maybe not a pandemic but like something where we have like i
0: don't even know i mean this was this was almost like the consensus has kind of shifted that the majority of people think that it was a lab leak now. Right. And we may never actually know that, but if it's true that the U S funded and was working on this virus, right. And then it leaks from a lab. I don't know what the likelihood of it happening again is.
1: Yeah. see, I don't know. I didn't know. I have not looked into that again. I should have looked into that again. Like what this, I, I, we may never know though. We, we may literally never know in our lifetime. I don't
0: think we, I don't think we actually ever will. I don't think we really ever will unless, I mean the the hardest part is it's, it's China, you know, like if this was in the U, if this was a lab leak from the U S we would have known right away. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think that I have honestly have no idea what we've been talking about this whole time. I think that the world is we're good. You know, yeah, we're we're, gonna, things are going to be great.
1: We're in better shape. than Build I businesses. Think, talk
0: with people. Yeah,
1: we we do have a lot right. of issues, but we're that, better than what people are saying. So
0: yeah, but everyone's gonna fucking have issues always. You know, and especially yeah. like if you're hearing if you're hearing issues. If you're hearing the most issues from the people that aren't working on the issues, then I think that you it's it's a little bit easier to shrug those off. Right? And that's why it's so important when you're trying to get people to agree on something that you have to pay like pay off scientists to say this is true. Right? Because those people are working on it. Right, so you need people that are working on it to sign off on whatever your side is, right? And sometimes it's it's scientists that are legitimately saying this is the truth. You need to believe this, right? And it's legitimate. They're not; they've not been paid off. That's what the science says, and everything. And then there are sometimes when they've been paid off because that's just the fucking world. Like there's corruption for sure. Um,
1: I wonder who has. And so paid having off, that, I I just. I'm I'm just like, actually just
0: so many, who so many people.
1: Or like recently, I know in the in his. Um,
0: well, I mean, if you just think about like, if you just think about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, right. You had every official government official, everyone saying that it was illegitimate and that it wasn't something that's real. It was Russian, Russian disinformation And then it comes out that it is like, it's legitimate. It's not Russian disinformation. It's real. And there were tons of people that were saying, oh, this is just Russian disinformation, whether or not they truly believe that or whether or not they got paid off is yet like, who knows? But for sure that there were some people that were paid off.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt to say. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's paid off
0: in one way or another, right?
1: It's just like the freaking, you know, Twitter. It's like there there were a lot of opinions that were, you know, apparently being shut down, you know? Suppressed. And it's just like, yeah, there's, it's how it is with everything, with groups of people. You know, there's always info that people don't want yeah. other people to know. but Or they want people to know so that narratives push. But, I mean... This is this is a good one. Yeah. I we probably should. It's, well, finish. well. I'm going to be
0: honest with you. The first the first ten minutes, the first God ten awful. to fifteen minutes were dog shit, right? <laughs> but if you can get past that, the last hour was pretty quality. I think. I think we had fun discussion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and
0: hopefully we just get better over time.
1: Yeah, I don't. Neither of us remember what we talked about, so you guys will have to fill us in. But I think we were just. <laughs> just talking <laughs> which is actually yeah, good which dude. is exactly that, this is exactly yeah. what i want to do
0: i just yeah. love to sit down talk about the world
1: yeah i don't like i don't like it right. but i it's so good for me well actually no it's not that i don't like it i just get i get anxious for some reason because i'm like oh i, I don't know anything <laughs> you know
0: right i think over time you'll get more used to not knowing everything and just be like what's the problem with not knowing everything we're just you know having a conversation
1: i know i just you know how it is when we talk with especially with well when you austin and i start going it's like i'm just like guys i'm not well read i wish i were <laughs> i wish i liked to read but yeah. it's just the it's the way it is so then that it just yeah. bleeds into my confidence so
0: yeah Oh. Well.
1: But this is good. This is just... maybe
0: maybe at episode a hundred you'll have some confidence.
1: <laughs> I've got some confidence. I just I need a little more. You know. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you made it here, you, there's no doubt that you should like and subscribe um, and leave a comment. L- give us a reason why Dylan should have some confidence. Just to because he's a sexy man.
1: <laughs> Especially today. I'm the color of my wall. Yeah,
0: before I got on, Charlotte. Before I got on, Charlie was like, "You gonna do something with your hair?" I was like, "Do I need to like, I need to like wet it and put stuff in it?" She's like, "Yeah,
1: dude, we, <laughs> I literally, so. if you saw my hair under this, it'd be it, it, it's literally a nest.
0: You'd be canceled.
1: I have pigtails. For all we know." <laughs> Tiny pigtails
0: Cultural appropriation Yeah you can Alright thank you guys for listening We will see you in episode 28 Of the you should fact check this podcast uh, Should next we have week people uh,
1: Alright We should have all our viewers Our listeners send in suggestions for topics
0: Yeah For sure if, you, if you're here Give us a suggestion for what we should talk about yeah. um, Or what you would want to hear us talk about
1: and if it's us giving Alrighty. suggestions to ourselves, that's okay. But we hope that's what it's going to be.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. righty. Thank you, guys. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.